Here we go, here we go. Welcome to Police Pod Talk. Whoop, whoop, it's the police. Don't look in your rearview mirror. This podcast covers the latest police news, along with hitting the hot topics you've been talking about all week. I'm your host, Cleveland. Thank you for joining us. Hey folks, welcome back to Police Pod Talk. We get started in the new year of 2022. Glad to have you back listening. And we are still uh, fooling with this pandemic, so we're talking to people over the phone. And today, on the phone, I have a young lady by the name of Asia Hurst. Uh, She's willing to speak with us today about an incident that happened to her, and she wants to share her knowledge to make sure you don't have it happen to you, but at least you learned something from it. Asia, you can say hello to the listeners out there. Hello, everyone. All right. And like I can say thank you very much. And since you and I have not talked until this new year and we're just now getting to meet each other, Asia, I'm going to say Happy New Year to you and hopefully everything's going well for you so far. Is that about right? Uh, that's about right. And thank you. Happy New Year. All right. Thank you very much for being here today. Asia, since the listeners are just now getting to know who you are, why don't you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself? Tell us who you know, who you are, uh, where you grew up, your family, where you went to school, and then we dig deep into this incident that happened to you, which uh, everybody, I'm sure, has said, oh, it'll never happen to me. Did you ever say that? Did you ever? I did, but that was under the assumption that it was a different type of scam. This type of scam that I was put through was not something I had heard of or seen of before. Excellent. Okay. So Asia, go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners. I'll be quiet. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, Well, again, I'm Asia Hurst and I grew up in Bluffton, Indiana, and I went to Bluffton High School. Um, I am the second out of five immediate children and I participated in a lot of um, after school activities uh, worked with the Boys and Girls Club for a while. Uh, so that's that's basically what all of my high school life was. Mm-hmm. And eventually, and just give us, um, is it okay for you to say your age? Because I'm sure people are thinking, well, you sound kind of young. <laughs> and I do get that when they look at me, they think that I'm a lot younger than I am, but I'm actually 30. 30, okay. So you've been around, around for a little while, right? Yes. Okay. So... Like I said, this can happen to anyone, and it just happened to you, and you've heard of scams before, but walk us through what happened, and I'm sure this is what the listeners are are here for. They're not here to hear me talk. You Walk (laughs) us through what happened. Give us the details. Okay. Well, so it it happened on a Friday, May 7th, actually, and it was early afternoon, and my boyfriend usually stops by during his lunch break. Uh, He was on the phone with a customer at the time when I got the phone call from somebody who I later learned his name is Morgan. And Morgan tells me that in the state of Texas, my social security number was found to be involved in suspicious activity. And then she asks me to confirm my social security number to her so she can um, verify that I am not in Texas. Uh, Then uh, I asked her what kind of suspicious activity she was talking about, and she mentions that my Social Security number was being used by a drug cartel to launder money. Uh, Then she says, Ms. Hurst, can you confirm that you live in Indiana? So I said yes, and she asked me what city or town. Currently, I live in Fort Wayne, so I told her Fort Wayne. 
uh, she asked me even quicker and kind of uh, urgently to confirm what my social security number is. Then she says, ma'am, it would be so much easier for you to give me this information now so that we can settle this over the phone and not have to get officers involved. And I was, I started to panic because I didn't understand why, why she would need to send officers to my house. And as someone who's never been in trouble with the law, that was scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, she very quickly won my cooperation. Mm-hmm. So, so she was kind of rushing the issue along. Yes, she sounded, she made it sound like, um, she just made it sound very urgent, like like she needed me to answer her questions immediately so that she could help me, mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, okay. All right. And, and in your gut, you knew not to give up your social security number? I didn't. So for, oh. so in 2021, uh, March 2021, I left the place, the factory I was working at. And I was living on savings until I got a new job. Well, like I said, this happened on a Friday. And that that following Monday, I was to start a new job here in Fort Wayne. During between March and May, I had applied for so many different jobs on Indeed. There was one job that was a remote job that required me to go to a specific website to... um, it was a, a different way to do a background check, basically. And that's where they had me put in my social security number and so many other things ask for, you know, the last four or, you know, so I wasn't thinking about not giving her my social security number again, because I was scared and panicking gotcha. and the whole time I'm not thinking that clearly. Okay. Okay. So let me get you back on track. So she's, Asking you for the number and saying that, hey, if you hurry up, we can basically get this done over the phone so the police don't have to be sent to your house. And you were thinking, go from there. Right. So I give her the information and she says, we verified that you are not in Texas and we would like to start the process of saving your money. And um, she asked me how much money I had in the bank. And I told her I had a little under two grand in there. Um, She... She then tries to tell me that she gives me this process of here's how we're going to protect your money, basically. Mm -hmm. And as she's explaining this to me, I'm gathering my things and getting in my van and I'm texting my older sister and my younger sister that I need help. And that, you know, I told my older sister, hey, I'm coming by. I need you to help me. This is an emergency. And I'm texting her this as I'm on the speaker with Morgan. And Morgan tells me that uh, she's going to have me put my money on gift cards and that she would return the money back to me the very next morning when she sends officers, something like she's going to send officers with um, a card that already has all of my information on it so that I could put it back into the bank. That part didn't make sense to me, but I was already driving to my sister's house. And I told Morgan, I said, okay, I would prefer not to answer any more questions until I am with my sister so that she can speak on my behalf. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and she immediately stopped me in my tracks and said I was not to tell anybody about what was going on. And she said that if I did, then they too would be arrested for questioning. So I, I was halfway there, I mean, only a 15-minute drive, and I turned around and went back to town. 
And this is when she had me go to anywhere that had gift cards like Nike um, or Macy's. Anything basically with shoes or clothing that I could put at at least $500 on. Right. Uh, and so I started at a gas station and I grabbed two gift cards there. And then I went to a Kroger and I did the same thing there with a few gift cards. And then she had me go to the bank to draw whatever else was left in my account mm -hmm. to put on a couple, the last couple gift cards. Uh, and this took all afternoon, like several hours to do this because I kept running into roadblocks like at the gas station uh, I tried to do four gift cards all at once and for some reason she said all of the Nike gift cards she got were faulty or s something else mm -hmm. and so she was having a hard time trying to load the money on there hmm. uh, but eventually she was able to do it for two of them and then when I got to Kroger, the woman who was helping me with this was questioning me, like, why do you need all this money on this card right. now? And Morgan had previously in the car instructed me to say, just let them know it is for Christmas coming up and you're trying to put away money now for your relatives for a gift card. And that is believable because plenty of people give all kinds of gift cards for Christmas. Mm -hmm. That was what I went with. And the lady at Kroger was not a hundred percent convinced, but she did it anyway. Right. So I did that and I got back in my car and she asked me to give her all of the numbers to the gift cards and that little, uh, number on the back as well so that she could retrieve the money and then put it on a card for the officers to bring back the next morning. Uh -huh. Well, I did, I did this. She, she tells me that she will call me back in the morning, but I can't call her. And I asked why not. She said that I, she just left it at, I would not be able to reach her if I were to try to call her with the number that showed up on my phone, but she could call me so I could wait for her phone call and, and answer it the next morning. Well, I tell my boyfriend when he finally gets home what was going on, and he is not convinced in the slightest that what, what was happening was real. He was completely convinced that it was a scam. Right. And I was, I was frustrated because I didn't understand how it could be a scam. Um, so the next morning, he is kind of instructing me what to say to her when I talk to her. Right. The, what he instructs me to say is to say, how do I know that you are not just trying to scam me? Just, it was basically just, how do I know that you're not trying to scam me or that, you know, my social security number really was, you know, being scammed with. And she, her whole tone changed after that. She was wait, not, wait, now you, she you was not just, her. you were okay, talking to her the next day. You had a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. And you ask her, how do you know? Go ahead. Right. And she, she's, she went from urgent to being urgently concerned about my state of mind because at, to her, it had just completely changed. So now I'm questioning her where I was completely cooperative the day before. 
And she says, why? What's going on? Why are you changing your mind now? And um, the last thing I said to her was, oh, she's, she said, ma'am, like I told you before, if we don't have your cooperation, we will have to send officers to pick you up and question you. And my boyfriend instructs me to say, okay, that's fine. You can send the officers. And then it immediately fell silent and she hung up and I never heard back from her. Okay. So why was she calling you the next day? I thought she had all the money she needed from you. Because she wanted, so you have to keep your bank account open for with like five, between five and like $10, depending on the bank. Right. And she wanted to get that last bit of money and told me I could reopen an account with my same bank as soon as the officer showed up with um, this so-called gift card that had all my money on it. So that's what she was calling back for was the remaining five dollars wow. <laughs> that I had in my account to keep the account open. She was calling for that. Wow. So she wanted, she needed still another $5 out of you after taking everything. It's flabbergasting. Hmm. Okay, so the number that she called you on, did you ever try calling that number back? Yes. So uh, when my boyfriend told me that it was a scam, he's like, Asia, this sounds like a scam. I think you were just scammed. And he he started calling the gift cards to see if there was money on them still. And there wasn't, the money was already gone by the end of the day all on all of them. And so that's when I call her back and it, she was right. I didn't get to her. It tried to tell me that the number didn't exist or, or that there was nobody to reach basically. So I was then frustrated because I, I'm just now being told that this is a scam and the whole afternoon I thought that I was protecting myself mm -hmm. and that she was helping me. But instead, that was not the case. Right. She was just taking your money. Mm -hmm. right. Okay. Did you ever get to the point where you called the police? I did, but not till after, not till after my boyfriend finally convinced me that I was being scammed because I wasn't convinced at first. I really thought that I was in trouble. So it wasn't until then that I I called the police. His his stepfather was an ex police officer as well. So I had spoke to him, and he told me that these are the people you need to call. So I called the police, and then I called the FTC, and then um, I walked through whatever it was they needed me to do, mm -hmm. and then that was the end of it. She did not say who she was with, but my boyfriend after hearing her the next morning he was like were you not concerned that she told you her name was morgan but she didn't sound american and uh -huh. i said no i didn't have that assumption on her i just right. assumed that she was telling me the truth right right so can you pick up uh, what type accent it was it was like it was it was a type of indian accent okay what money laundering scheme were you supposedly involved in? Did she ever get to that? She didn't. She just said that it was, she believed that a drug cartel had my social security information and that they were using it to launder money. And she, so, never, she never explained how they were using that, your social security to launder money. No, she didn't. Okay. 
And then when she started telling you about these gift cards, go buy these gift cards and put all your money on it. Did something inside of you almost not want to do it? Um, I didn't feel that way until after she told me to give her all of the information for those cards for her to pull the money off of. Mm -hmm. So for some reason, I did try to think about it. But again, the whole time, she's not letting me off the phone. Like I, She told me I could not disconnect the call or she would certainly send officers. And I was like, you know, what if... What if it's an accident? I mean, that happens to me a lot. I accidentally hang up and she says she will call back. But Mm -hmm. no, I didn't. I didn't assume that. I just not until after. Right. So the time you were texting your sister trying to get someone to help you, did anyone respond to you? Yes, both my sisters did. My older sister, who was expecting me to show up after I had said I would, She called me several times while I was on the phone with Morgan. And then my younger sister also called me several times. And I couldn't respond to either of them because Morgan said I I couldn't or they could be questioned too. And, you know, all of my siblings have families. So I obviously was not going to give, you know, put them at risk, at possible risk. Mm -hmm. So this whole time you're almost in a a panic and a hurry-up mode, right? Yes, the whole time. And it it was hurry up to protect your money and hurry up to get it done? Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, well, that's how she made it, how she made me feel. Mm -hmm. And and that she periodically throughout the day reminded me about the officer. So she she wasn't letting me forget that the only other option here is that you are questioned and arrested by officers. Right. Okay. And when she told you you couldn't tell anyone, how did that make you feel? I was scared Mm -hmm. because I'm not used to not being able to consult something with a family member so or somebody that I know and trust. Right. Right. So I was that that made me more terrified than I already was. Right. Okay. I'm going to take you back to the lady at Kroger's who was actually your guardian angel at that time. (laughs) You know, I never thought about it that way. Yeah. She obviously has seen this before, and she was trying to help you. Do you see that now? I do. I definitely do. And I often, after the fact, thought about, because she was really the only one who was hesitant. And I thought about how I could have possibly um, communicated to her without using words that I was in trouble and that I needed help. But I... You know, after thinking about it for so long, I just couldn't come up with a way that I could have communicated with her that what I'm trying to do is not really what I want to do and that I'm actually in trouble. But but did you feel like you were in trouble? I did like the entire day. I felt even though she even though Morgan made it sound like she was trying to help me, I still felt like I was in trouble and like I was going to be arrested for something I didn't do and for being in a state that I was never, I've never visited before. Right. Right. So while you're at the bank trying to do these withdrawals and transactions, did anyone at the bank say anything to you? Um, so I had to go, normally I would go through the ATM, but I, this day I went through to speak to somebody and she wasn't as skeptical as the person from Kroger 
she did confirm with me. She's like, well, there was a lot of activity today. So I just want to confirm with you that this is how much has been taken from your account so far. Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And then she asked me how much more I wanted and then deposited or withdrew it for me. Hmm. And she never asked you why? No, she did not. Wow. Have you ever thought going back to Kroger's to see if you can find that lady to tell her what happened and tell her? To... No, nope. I that did not occur to me at all. I can't even. I wouldn't even be able to. Um, I didn't ask for her name, or she didn't. I didn't look at her name tag, so I wouldn't have known who to who mm -hmm. to speak to. Right. Right. Yeah, I think a lot of the stores are actually trained to identify that uh, scam going on to alert and a customer. But yeah, you were in it. You were basically emotionally wrapped up in this thing, trying to get it taken care of. Is what happened to you? Yes. Right. Right. So, what did your boyfriend say to you, or prove to you that this was a scam? What did he say? Uh, he 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 did tell me that he had heard of the gift card scam before and it was mostly just it was mostly just that the story that i gave him he was running it through he was able to run it through common sense because he's not frantic and emotional mm -hmm. so so he's like you know well why would they ask you to put it on gift cards instead of doing this or you know why why would they have you do this when you could you could do this instead. And the questions he was asking made sense, mm -hmm. but it wasn't something that I thought of at the time when I was going through this. Right. Right. So what did the police eventually tell you? Uh, so they told me that, uh, well, they took my statement statement and then told me that unfortunately these scams are more and more common every day. They get calls all the time about these types of scams and that, it is very likely I would not see that money again, but that I could call the gift card um, customer service line and explain to them what happened in hopes to getting my money back, which I did and did not get my money back from any of them. Hmm. Could they tell you where the money went or who removed the money or who it transferred to? No, no I don't recall that they did. Um, I feel like I feel like they did tell me that there was money taken off of it, but no, but no clue where it went. But no clue where. But no, I feel like they had to have known where it went. But the but the issue was that I gave them, you know, I gave them permission basically to take that money because I gave them the gift card information, which is why they couldn't help me. Okay, so they told you to contact the Federal Trade Commission, right? Yes. Okay. Explain what you had to do with them. So it was it was pretty close to the same as what I had to do with the police officer. I gave them my statement, and um, they asked me a few questions. Um, one of them was actually that you know if if I knew who took the money off or where they were, um, and I didn't. Uh, and then they gave me the a website to go to that would walk me through a recovery plan, basically um, how to put my credit on a freeze, uh, what to do when I go to the bank and try to fix everything basically. Mm -hmm. um, so it basically just walks you through what 
does take several weeks to get through to to just as a recovery but it's not like a recovery you're definitely getting your money back but a recovery to make sure that your social security number is safe and that your identity is safe right so they had you put a credit freeze on what they what they call the uh, big three credit freeze uh, places yes okay and did you put an alert on your savings and checking account with the bank uh, I I think I did. I do remember uh, she she worked with me a lot on just putting in um, security safety precautions so that way it's a lot harder to do this next time. Right, right. Now, you had said at the very beginning that you were aware of other scams, but you never heard about this one. Do you remember uh, scams that you heard about before? Um, scams that I heard about before would be like, um, no, if I'm putting you like, like, like the older people getting a, a, a phone call and being tricked to spend all of their money on something that is from an infomercial right. type. Yeah. Right. Okay. And, and by you seeing those scams, you probably thought you would never be a victim of a scam at all. Yes, I did because I wouldn't have felt easy for things that were on an infomercial or people trying to sell me things. I get that all the time. I get phone calls Mm -hmm. from places trying to sell me things or um, something about my auto insurance, you know, things that I, that were easy for me to, to spot out. Right. And since this has happened, have you ever recovered any of your money? No, I didn't. Um, There was, there was $50 from a gift card that was supposed to be returned. It was eventually returned back to me, but it took like two weeks. It was from the gas station that I went to the first time. Um, I don't remember why it took so long, but I I got fifty $50 back from a gift card that wasn't functioning correctly. Hmm. So okay. that I got $50 that did nothing for me except for feed me basically okay and this was this was last year 2021 all of this happened right yep may of 2021 okay did you eventually get a job and get yourself back up on your feet again uh, after draining your account um so that following monday was when i was supposed to start my new job um and the savings that i had was supposed to easily make it last until I got my first paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously that was no longer the case. I still went to work and I still followed through the training and um, worked there for a little bit, but it didn't last very long. I got, I think I just got incredibly depressed trying to financially recover was very hard Mm-hmm. all of last year i'm definitely i'm still financially recovering because the job that i had accumulated all that savings from was the highest paying job i had the jobs that i had the jobs after the fact didn't even come close so i just felt like i was consistently playing catch up right. and never actually catching up right so when this incident happened to you did you share it with family and friends yes after the fact um i called 
the first person I called and shared it with was my aunt and uncle who live in DC because my, my uncle has been, um, or was in the coast guard and has dealt with weird things like this before. So I eventually told him what happened and that that's when he asked me, you know, did you get a hold of the FTC? Have you spoke to these people? And I explained to him that I did. And then he said, unfortunately, you know, this happens all the time. And so. Right. And that that was nothing you really needed to hear. Right. Because that didn't help. (laughs) No, it wasn't what I needed to hear. I mean, I, I will say that I didn't want to hear it, but I, I will say I didn't need to hear it. Right. Right. For sure. What would you tell someone listening how to protect themselves? I mean, you went through this thing and it's obviously still uh, uh, has an impact on your life. What would you tell someone? Um, well, people, when I've explained the story to them, people tell me, you know, you should never, nobody will ever call you and ask you for this type of information. It's usually sent by mail. So that's one thing I would say, you know, to pay attention to is, you know, is mail basically. But um, if somebody is making you feel high anxiety, like I felt or panicked, then that, that is a, that is a very big um, red flag that something is not right. And the entire time you were, you were panicked, you were in a rush, you were hurried. Yes. Um, and after thinking about all of this a lot after the fact, I mean, it's very easy for people to get information on others and it would be very easy for them to learn about me that I've never been in trouble with the law before. So why not use that against me? Thinking back and if this ever happened again, would you just hang up? Oh yeah. Well, most of the times I don't answer uh, phone calls I don't recognize anymore, which which is kind of a pain. Um, but I just if I don't if I don't already know the phone number, then I won't answer it. I do it. It's an issue for job interviews or um, like hospital right. phone calls. But I, typically, if they don't leave me a voicemail, I won't return the phone call. So I just simply don't pick up the phone anymore. So here's a question. If you can answer this, how are you recovering emotionally from this? Uh, I would say that I'm, I'm not doing anything actively to recover from it. Um, for a while, it was, I would talk about it like with my family, and my family would do their best to help me or, you know, as much as they could without my own pride getting in the way. So as far as like, emotionally fearing, feeling secure about my living situation, my family was incredibly helpful. But emotionally being panicked the whole time and being um, screwed over like that, that's not something I've been able to actively discuss and heal from. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of angry with yourself for being tricked, right? Oh, absolutely. I was and. And still am very angry with myself that I allowed my emotions to get so overwhelming that I didn't let myself think. Because I am a a pretty logical person, but my emotions got so high that logic went right throughout, right out the window. 
Okay. And it's embarrassing for you. Absolutely. There aren't a lot of people until now <laughs> that, that knew about this. Um, I didn't tell, I didn't tell many friends about it. I told two of two friends. I told two friends about it. And I have a lot of friends in the Fort Wayne community who have never heard this before that I just, I didn't want to keep hearing, well, didn't you know that you, right. you don't give your information out over the phone that you, you'll get uh, something in the mail or, you know, didn't you know this? And well, clearly I didn't know <laughs> if I put myself through it. Right. So I just didn't want to hear it anymore. So I just, I didn't want to tell anybody else. Hmm. Well, I can tell you this for you to do this right here is huge for you to take the time to talk to us about it break this entire thing down for our listeners that is huge and that's all part of healing also so the more you talk about it the more you share it you will start to slowly heal from this also you you, you follow what i'm saying yeah i mean and that does make sense and and i really should have considered that that you know talking about it would help but i was trying to avoid hurt that probably wouldn't have lasted (laughs) for sure. So I definitely agree. You're right. This is, this is definitely helpful. Right. Right. And and my thing is, I really appreciate you wanting to do this and doing this today. I mean, you've given out a lot of good information. You've given out a lot of good tips for people to understand how this can happen to you, and you're a normal person. You're just a person who happened to get taken advantage of, and you don't want to be that person, but it happened to be your turn. Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) And it happens to everyone. Um, You're going to say, oh, it'll never happen. Everybody's probably going to get scammed in some kind of way. And the scary part is once they know they can get money from you, they'll try another way to scam you in another way. So yes, has that and happened? probably a way you won't recognize. Exactly. And so some of those phone calls you are not answering are probably the scammers trying another way to get you. And now at least you've avoided those scams, but you've always got to be on the lookout for that kind of thing. Yeah. So so now I won't even, I won't give out any, I won't voluntarily give out any personal information about myself. There has to be a very good reason to do so. Mm-hmm. And that very good reason would have to be medically or or for the government for some reason so yeah 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 well my goodness my 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 so you were scammed by the credit card or credit card gift card people somewhere in ethiopia i don't know i made that up (laughs) i have no clue but but yes somewhere in a land far away by a woman who is not actually named morgan (laughs) There you go. There you go. Well, AJ, I do appreciate you taking the time with us. Do you have any questions of me before we end this conversation? Um, no, I don't. I do appreciate this uh, opportunity. If I can help even just one person to avoid having to go through what I had to, then then that's great. That's great for me. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. And again, you're still somewhat going through it. And uh, we hope that you continually talk about it so that by the time you're done, it's less hurt for you and it's not as painful to discuss it. I hope that happens for you. Me too. Thank you so much. 
Hey, thank you very much for listening, folks, to Police Pod Talk in Asia. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day in this new year to share your story with our listeners. No problem. Thank you. Uh, Folks, thanks for listening to Police Pod Talk, and you know how to get in touch with us, and we'll catch you again next week. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Remember, you can always go to policepodtalk at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook at Cleveland Junior or Police Pod Talk. Thanks again. We'll see you next week.